This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds! Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars nerds out there. I'm Joanna. What have you become? Krupnik. And I'm Brian. You knew her. My mother, didn't you? Plofsky. And we're so happy you could make Obi-Wan's brother canon to be here with us today. (laughs) Because today in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we are trying to reclaim the high ground and giving you our fresh takes on part three of Obi-Wan Kenobi, now streaming on Disney+. And today we have a very special guest who has deigned to grace us with his presence, T. Scott. Hello, T. Hello, I am T. Scott Anakin Ross. <laughs> perfect. Did I, did um, I do it right? Did yeah, I do yeah, it? yeah, that was okay. That was spectacular. That was, that was a really good. Was good that? Movie. Was that? Yeah, was that Ewan? Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, we're so excited to have you. You, for listeners who don't know, T is an incredibly talented performer and a million other things, and you will tell us all about that at the end when we let you plug yourself. Um, but you are a, a self-proclaimed like Star Wars master of this culture and IP. Um, so we're going to go through customs and we're going to give our, our passports. You please give yours. And I would love to know just how, uh, you know, all of your history and, and life with Star Wars. But first, as we begin every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We are going to spoil all of Star Wars. Bottom line. I don't care. Try We're, not to. No, 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 no. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, The Return of the Jedi, the sequels, the prequels. Obi-Wan Kenobi's um, episode specifically in Rebels. We'll be talking about Rebels. We'll be talking about Clone Wars. Maybe we'll talk about Solo. Who It's knows? better than you remember, guys. Solo is a very better rewatchable film. Hot take, Solo is better than Rogue One. I think Rogue One is a trash film oh. upon rewatch. Oh, I can't. I can't. I, I Can I leave this podcast now? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't think it's a trash film, but I don't think it's as rewatchable as the other ones except for the last time. You don't minutes. think it's as rewatchable as I think it is. That's right. No, because there's no mystery. And the, 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 the first three-fourths of that movie are boring after you know what happens. Anyway, T, tell us about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, so uh, self-proclaimed Star Wars. I had already seen all the Star Wars movies before I was old enough to realize that I had already seen all the Star Wars movies. Mm. Um, mm. I uh, uh, and so in in high school they were re-released in the theaters before the special edition, yes. and so I watched all of them, the original versions, in the theater. And then I was old enough, obviously, to watch all the special editions in the theater. I went multiple, multiple times, uh, and then. Uh, obviously the uh, the prequels came out. About that same time, I also played the uh, uh, Star Wars, the card game made by Decipher. It was a collectible card game. I had all well, those cards. Brian's going to show you something <laughs> right now, but continue. Um, yeah, so uh, that's our... Oh, he's still got them. Oh, you still got them. These They're are all still- my rares. This binder is all my rares. Oh, I'm so proud to see that. 
Yeah, I, I saw a couple people at the game store I played at uh, in New York who uh, they, they have cards with like erratas on them. They still have a community of players who make erratas to old cards so they can still play the game and fix the game. It's crazy. That's super wow. cool. I mean, yeah. the, the, the Star Wars, the, the CCG game is actually how I learned Star Wars better. Oh, wow. Because like, I know I could like the script of the movies. I know because they're names of cards and like the Wampa is never said in the movie. I learned that from the cards, like, like all, all of that, like who grand Moff Tarkin really like all of this, like pre canon stuff. I learned from, from, knowing the cards obsessively. Absolutely. Yeah, they have all the character names and you didn't know that the guy in the background, every single every single person you see has a character name. I had no idea yep. uh, until that card game. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Oh man, that that you just made my day. That I <laughs> you mean, really did. Right? Yeah. I can't sit still right now. Yeah. yeah. Um so uh, obviously I, I watched all the prequels um and so now uh, uh, I never read the books. I'm not an avid reader. Um but obviously, uh, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. I've been a, a huge fan of the original. The prequels, you know, the first one was the last 10 minutes were great. Uh, the rest of the movie is terrible. The second movie, oh, it's so bad. The third movie is not that bad. Everybody. I love the third. It's, it's not that bad. It's still got a lot of bad. It's, there's a lot of bad script in, in just all those movies. But, you know, Obi-Wan was really good in that third movie. But anyway, leading to where I am now with Star Wars. Um, so, uh Every new Star Wars thing I consume, with the exception of the animated stuff. And I know I have a lot of friends who are like, what do you mean you haven't seen Clone Wars? What do you mean you haven't seen Rebels? What do you mean you haven't done Bad Batch? And the answer is, I tried. I didn't like it. I don't know what to tell you. And they're like, Clone Wars gets good in the fourth season. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch three seasons of bad TV to get to the good season. And I'm, you know, I'm busy with adulting and all that of stuff. Of course. But that being said, I've seen, I've seen uh, uh, Rogue One and uh, Solo. Oh, gosh. Uh, 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 and of course, uh, Mandalorian, which we all consumed and was just absolutely incredible. But uh, my daughter's name. Uh, Boba Fett. Uh, I have not actually watched Boba Fett because I was I heard it was not great, and so I was too afraid to start watching it for uh, <laughs> for it to be ruined. But I hadn't gotten to it yet. And then by the time I was going to watch Boba Fett, Obi Wan was coming out, and so I got really hyped on that. Sure, but sure. My, my daughter's name is Leia, so there's a lot that I know about Star Wars. A lot I love about Star Wars. I have a, a Jedi tattoo. You sure the, do. The, the listeners can't. The listeners can't see. No, but it well, is. But, the, but if the listeners have watched the episode, it was featured heavily in this episode. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it absolutely was on the wall. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, so I'd say uh, what out of ten is that what we have to rate ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I get some demotions for. Uh, sure. For not for not going through any of the animated series. I'm gonna give myself a healthy seven out of ten. All okay. right. Star Wars nerddom. Very, very acceptable. Um, Brian, you have eight. You you have sorry. You say you have eight. I think you have, I have more. I, I have eight. I, I still think I have eight. What are you missing? I don't. I haven't read any of the comics. I don't know any of the like in between canon stuff with the comics. I think um, that still only gets you to ten. I think you're at a nine. I'm just saying. Have you read Timothy Dalton? 
the James Bond actor? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Tim, didn't that's the name of the, the, the Oh, Zahn. Timothy Zahn. Yeah. Yes, oh, I have. I, I've read some yes. of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read some of that yeah. stuff. I've read the Thrones the, and the, the Ahsoka, trilogy. which is not yeah. him, but I did the yeah. Ahsoka Timothy one. Zahn. Why I, did I say Timothy Dalton? I've, because I he's know, an amazing he, actor. <laughs> have you seen Beautician and the Beast? I mean, seriously. Um, right. This is why uh, I'm at a seven, you guys. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I haven't read any of the newer Star Wars stuff. I read the stuff when I was in high school. Like, I read the Han Solo trilogy, like the Hutt's Gambit and all that stuff, um, which is not canon anymore, or, or if it ever was. Um, I read, uh, I read the. I mean, I was, I love. I, I, I recognize that the prequels are not good movies. They're good Star Wars content, but they're bad movies. Um, and I read all of the um, novelizations of those movies, um, just because, like, you know, I love them. I mean, I grew up with them. Um, I, 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 so that I, I just am missing pieces here and there. I, I do. I, so I, I conservatively give myself an eight. All right. That's fair. Well, I don't know where I am then. Cause I gave myself a five. I think that's now low. And now I think a six, but now I think a seven. I don't know. My recall, you boys have, have, I of course saw the originals when I was a kid, but I didn't really appreciate them. I saw them sure. many times because they they were on v- we had them on VHS whatever but I didn't love them. You guys have loved them and sat with them for so long that it's ingrained. <laughs> like you can recall, yes. um, you know the the Tashi Station Easter eggs that were in Boba Fett, which uh, to you didn't see, but that thing I was like Tashi Station, and I and Brian's like I get a convert power convert is a Tashi Station. I was like, how do you remember that? So those kind of things. I, I miss because I can I can conde- I condensed it into like two years of like obsessed watch everything multiple times. Sure. But you yeah. may have seen some of the stuff more than I have, but I'm telling you, it's not even the movies. It's the Star Wars cards. Like I know every cantina monster because I had every card of every cantina monster. Like um, I like. I I know. And plus, like in the early days of the Internet, like I was on there, like reading like people saying like, well, when when Obi-Wan slashes Dr. Ezevan's arm in the thing, it doesn't cauterize. And that's changed because of like this. And that's why there's blood. It's like I know all this weird, crazy, nut jobby things. But like, yeah, it's because I was 13 years old when the uh, the so was uh, I the uh, I didn't care. Uh, Phantom Menace came out and like I mean give it I mean yeah R.I.P. the Phantom Menace um, so okay so before we all make it through obviously um, so before we I want to hear uh, what T thinks about uh, episodes parts one and two because we um, I you might have some interesting thoughts there and, and Brian I, we want a quick uh, version of what you thought as well because you're not here yeah. we do want to make some corrections from last week guys yes. because we obviously watched it two seconds after uh, recorded it two seconds after we watched it um, obviously we missed a few Easter eggs. The biggest spoilers one, too. spoilers too. Yes. The biggest one we wanted to correct is that, um, Obi-Wan knows that Vader is Anakin because he witnessed the dubbing uh, by Palpy in the footage, which they show you in the previously on, but I was like so, too wired up to remember. Well, no, in all fairness. Okay. So when I was listening to it, yes, my, it was my head in my hands, of course, but last week <laughs> you, you had mentioned, um, so when Riva says 
we're going to take you to Lord Vader. That's when Obi-Wan is stopped in his tracks because at, at, at our one minute 37 in Revenge of the Sith, when Yoda and Obi-Wan return back to the Jedi Temple, Obi Yoda's about to leave and Obi-Wan behind him and he goes to like the, the security footage and, and Yoda says like only pain you will find there. And so he fast forwards through, through it. He sees Obi-Wan killing the Jedi and then he also sees Palpatine knighting him lord vader and then yoda says like skywalker he has overcome from the dark side overcome by lord darth vader he is so and so obi-wan knows that his name is darth vader yes. so that's he knows what the implications are in that by that comment so t i'm assuming that when that happened for you you were like it's that you knew you remembered all of this you didn't oh, need yeah. any refresher okay no. well oh yeah and but also what's very weird too is that's a huge moment in revenge of the sith in the star wars canon in the timeline however it's the only line i rewatched the recap it's the only line they cut out of that yoda and obi-wan conversation is like you know um overcome with darth vader he is or whatever it is it's very, very, sure. very weird they cut it out um uh so that's one thing um, the other big one is the Kanan thing. Uh, the Grand yes. Inquisitor, though he is still dead as of now or, or uh, indisposed, um, he does not die by the hand of Kanan. He is dueling with Kanan. He loses, and then he basically commits suicide, and he says yes. that line that I did quote last week, that is, there are things far worse than death. Which Vader threatens Reva with in this episode, where she's just like, he's like... Which can't be an accident. No, no, definitely not. Um, some... Some other things that we that we messed uh, we, we were talking that about. I messed up. I will take no, responsibility. No. Go ahead. Somewhere, Aaron, too. Um, this is not the first time we've seen Alderaan live action. Alderaan is at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Um, um, Maul kills the fifth brother and the seventh sister. Um, I I've read some things on why they're called the seventh sister and fifth brother. Supposedly it's ranking, but which wouldn't make sense within this episode, unless the me the brothers are higher ranked than the sisters, no matter what, because the fifth brother, she's the th Reva's the third sister. And, um, and Han from, uh, fast and the furious is, um, the fifth, fifth brother. brother. And yeah. so, yeah. So yeah. technically he should rank she should rank higher than him because she's three and he's five. That is not the case in this episode. So the answer to that is I don't know. I don't I've, – I've read mixed things of why they're ranked different things. So I don't know that answer. Um, C-3PO is in the – in the Alderaan, uh, you know, networking Cocktail sequence. Cocktail party. He's in the background translating. If you have the subtitles on, you it says CP3PO translates. Um, people have said R2 is in that scene. I ha I've looked, watched it three times. I have not found yeah, it I in missed that, that scene. Um, the toy is the same toy. Toy the is the same yeah. toy. Uh, uh, the 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 T16 Skyhopper toy is the same toy. Um, I believe it's the same EOP, EOPI, however you say it. EOP. Eopi, um, that he goes and brings him to Brew and Owen um, in that one. And um, I also want to say for people that are having a hard time stomaching this whole, how would he not know? And T, you weigh in on this. People are, um, a lot of people in the world are saying, how is it possible? I don't, I'm not one of them and Brian isn't either. How is it possible that, that Obi-Wan has not heard of Vader in the last 10 years that he's this shocked when Reva says his name? And personally, I, I the, the empire is is not advertising its villainy quite as much yet, 
that PR is still important. There isn't even a garrison stationed everywhere. He did, if they're telling everyone that force sensitive people are dangerous and against you and and need to be murdered and taken away, they're not going to advertise that the two people pulling all the strings are force using Sith. So I don't think that Vader is in the shadows at this point. I don't think there's also, a reason that people would see him. Also, uh, T, did Obi-Wan, this did this make? Oh, sorry, Brian, what are you saying? No, T, you, you go. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, without a doubt, it, it makes complete sense that Obi Wan has no idea what's going on. In the first two episodes, they make it very clear that he goes to work every day and he goes home to his cave and he looks over Luke, and that is his entire life. He does nothing else. When he gets the message from uh, Bale, it's a big deal. Oh my gosh, somebody's messaging me, somebody from the outside world. So I'm sure that, that I mean, it's possible, oh, Lord Vader, but but they tattooing again is on the outskirts of the galaxy. It's, it's not the hub of everything that's going on in the Empire, you know? So it makes, it made perfect sense to me that he, he wouldn't have known yet. Yeah. Also, to add on top of that, you know, if you look at other context clues, Luke has no idea who Darth Vader is. Like uh, um, Ezra in Rebels doesn't know who Darth Vader is, and he's fighting in the rebellion. Like, there, I, that's totally believable to me. Um, I also think that people are up in arms that, like, how would an Inquisitor know who that Anakin is? Um, Darth Vader, like, like that's his best kept secret. Blah blah blah. It's like. Yeah, chill out. We saw two episodes. Like, we're going to yeah, get backstory, think, and we'll talk about it more for right, sure. I, I want to now know, before we decide what T thought of the first two episodes, because he might disagree, um, I want to get his thoughts. And I, But I do think that with that one, that one to me is worth – That I, I understand people's – like, I think it's actually very interesting to find out how Riva knows this very, very uh, important information that so few people know, that he was Anakin. Also, one more correction corner piece. Yes. Um, you and Aaron talked about how why they keep coming back to Tatooine. It's uh, not Tatooine, is it? <laughs> no, no, it is Tatooine, but like they don't they never left because they hadn't caught the Jedi yet. Ah, so it's not a stopover. They just kind of have they posted just were up there. there. They didn't and once they captured him, they left. And because they don't they don't catch up with Obi-Wan until they're on Dayu. So Yeah, they're just hanging out in the yeah. dust of Tatooine. Anyway. Um, okay, so so um, T, I just want to know what you thought of parts one and two because as before we started recording, you revealed that you were not the largest fan. So please um, speak your speak your truth on this. Yeah, I'll well, speak my truth. Um, uh, yeah, in my opinion, the uh, the first few episodes, specifically the second episode, for me, they were not good. They were not good on so many levels, uh, mostly from a directorial standpoint. And the two characters I had the most problem with, and it wasn't because performances, I need to be clear. It's, 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 for me, it's, it's writing and direction. And I still have a problem with this. Uh, and my, my main issue is with Riva, actually. Um, I'm really concerned. Uh, and it got a little bit better in the third episode, but even still, it, it, for me, it's a big problem in the show. Uh, her character is right now completely and utterly one-dimensional. She's angry and she's angry and grumpy and I have to prove myself and I'm angry and I'm just so angry. It's, it's so, it, there's, there's no mystery. There's no, 
there's no struggle. There's no ups and downs. It's literally just I'm angry and I'm gonna kill everybody and I don't care how it, you know. And and I and I worry about even Kylo Ren, as one dimensional as Kylo Ren was, kind of you know grumpy and angsty. He still had some mystery about him, you know. And at this point, I'm not getting enough of that. Uh, and so that, that was my main problem with the uh, the first two episodes. And then also. I get really mad at small things and it makes me so mad. Um, I was so mad when Leia fell off the building and like Obi-Wan's reaching to grab her and then he stops her and then stops her, holds her, holds her. And then she falls to the ground and then Obi-Wan walks around the corner of the building. <laughs> he just uh, hops down. Yeah. Sure. And instead of something so simple as he could have just jumped down and did a little Jedi fall to go right by her. And that right there worries me because that is lazy. That is right there. That is lazy filmmaking. And that's last night when I was, uh, cause I watched it literally last night, last night when I was watching that episode, I saw that one stupid, it's so insignificant and most people wouldn't even care. No, people have care. They've been like, okay, good, that's bullshit. yeah, great. I've seen that. I, I was literally like, that's lazy filmmaking. And that worries me about the rest uh, uh that worries me about the rest. Good news is, is that Ewan McGregor is incredible. He's great. <sighs> Anytime he's on the screen, he's he's just fantastic. He really just embodies this character. So uh, I, I definitely wasn't going to give up on the show. Well, and I was coming on this podcast, so I didn't have a choice but to continue. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was really, really unhappy after last night. I also don't like the, the child actress who's playing Leia. I, I, there are so many amazing child actors on all of these great shows, and I feel and I feel like she's very mediocre. Wow, um, she's very cute. She's very cute. It's like, oh, let's hire this real cute girl, and I'm like, but that it's just didn't, well, she you doesn't seem like she's uh, young Carrie Fisher. That's all. Interesting. So I think she totally does. I have no problem buying that that child grows up to be Carrie Fisher, yeah. um, but. I completely respect your opinion as well. And you also live very close to the sun. You you have a child. Brian and I do not. She is named Leia. So I, I thought at that moment you were going to lose your mind because like, oh my God. Oh my, because we, as, I don't know if you were shocked, it but was, Brian and I were shocked that we were even going to do a Leia thing yeah. at all. It made sense. Once we're like, oh, we're going to see Leia. Oh, this is going to be great. Uh, and I was really excited for it until the character. And, and again, it's again, it's not the performance. It's the things they have her say. It's the one-liners. It's there was moments where I'm like, did George Lucas write this script? Uh, you know. So granted, this last episode, I didn't have any of the. I did, did not have any of those moments where I was like, did George, George did George Lucas write this script? And there was no moments of lazy filmmaking for me. So maybe that was just somebody shaking out the cobwebs and of those first few episodes. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Um, okay. I love that. So Brian, why don't you give uh, a, a version of your feelings of the first two, since you weren't here to say, and then we can jump into, um, to three. Sure. I give this series all passes because I just love star Wars and what they're doing. Like did, did Obi-Wan around the corner to me, I, I, I noticed it. I laughed and I was like, this is just an editing thing that I've seen in a million other movies before. Like that, like didn't bother me. Cause I think Deborah Chow was doing a spectacular job uh, of capturing tension. And this, like, I don't know, we've seen a lot. Listen, the prequels stink. The prequels as movies, like, they're not like, that bad. But, but like, in terms Phantom of, like, to me, 
Revenge of the Sith does not earn. They're cool moments, but because there is no chemistry between uh, the two of them, because there is the, the, the fight is cool, there is no emotional stakes there because they have not earned those moments. Clone Wars makes me enjoy Revenge of the Sith more because it's the greatest Band-Aid um, uh, the the animated series, The Clone Wars, which is why, T, it's very sad you haven't seen it because it, it, it is hard to sort of get into the 2D of it. But then you will realize that it is, yeah, it is a massive Band-Aid, which they shouldn't need, but nevertheless. Right, right. Um, but I, I just, I, I felt very satisfied by the first two episodes. I just feel like a lot of these shows, it it balanced the introspective moments of what Obi-Wan is going through with, like, let's just get right into plot. It smartly uses Leia as the only thing that would get him off of Tatooine, um, like, as a plot device. Um, I, I, you know, my my biggest complaint of the first two is what the internet is complaining about, is um, the, the chase sequences with Leia, which is not okay, her fault. Okay, yeah, she's um, a little girl. No, but, like, they're just, like... It, it's, it's, she's running so slow. I and, know. Like, it's probably it, the fastest she can run. But, like, <laughs> they should have caught her much sooner. But, but at least Corey... Like, the one thing in the first episode where she, like cuts under the tree and slides down the hill. Like that's cool because like, yeah. you believe that these bigger men like couldn't do the same maneuver she would, but then they're just like clearly like, like 40 year old men like flee from, uh, 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 uh red hot chili peppers, like chasing after flee. her and like, just like wild. Anyway, I was deeply satisfied with the first two episodes, um, mostly because I was just – I was still in shock and I couldn't believe that we were actually getting Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi again. I'll um, never get over it. Alec Guinness – the reason I watched Star Wars is because I am a huge Alec Guinness fan. I loved all the David Lean movies growing up. I'm a total movie nerd and then like – and then like – uh, oh, he's in this movie? Cool, I'll watch this movie. And I watched Star Wars, and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, I love Alec Guinness. Obi-Wan Kenobi is Ewan McGregor to me, which is a wild thing to say. But um, uh, I just love them. I'm just very into it. I think that after so many shows, to be totally honest, after so many Marvel shows and Disney Plus shows that are on the outskirts of legacy characters and are on the outskirts of like the main storylines to actually have this plot that is like directly connected to the trilogies we've been watching is like very exciting. Um, I'm just like crazy in love with this. And I, I, I will admit 100% that I have taken off my critics hat because I just like, I see all the flaws. I see the one-dimensional characters. But then I say to myself, like, but isn't that Star Wars? Isn't Star Wars just one-dimensional? Uh, like, Reva is. is Anakin, just in a different uh, way. Uh, like, like, like <laughs> Reva, like, it, like, like, Luke is one-dimensional. Like, like, realistically, Han is one. Like, they're all these one-dimensional, wonderful archetypes. And I just like. I just like fully give myself over to it and I and my my critics hat goes off. It's just like we put these things on pedestals so much because like because of the way content is created today it has nothing to do with how we view it, but like content is created today. So I'm just like all in on it. I, I love it. I'm so satisfied. I just I every Wednesday morning or Friday last like I watched them on my birthday. It was the best birthday gift ever. I'm just like so happy to be in the part of the Star Wars universe that I really want to be in. 
T, go ahead. You have something to say. I know. Oh, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, it's <laughs> there's something about the excuses we made for the original movies and then compared to the excuses we made for, you know, the, the prequels. But now that Mandalorian has not come and gone, but like now Mandalorian has showed us, guess what? You can have really great acting, really great filmmaking and a really great script. Now I expect everybody to do that. It's like, great. You have Obi-Wan Kenobi. You have an incredible actor. So write him a great script, you know? And so that's why I was, that's why I was upset because even, even some of Obi-Wan's lines and I'm sitting there, man, how is Ewan McGregor performing that really, really poorly written line, you know? Wow. Does it. Uh, But again, I tell you, there was something different about this episode it uh, uh, it did not have a moment. I have a keen ear for a line that I just go. Ugh. A groaner, yes. A groaner, you know what I mean. And that literally, that's all the prequels are. It's just groaner after mm-hmm. groaner. Sure. Of, but the story, like like Brian was saying, the story element, like it's there. The story element of the prequels is there, especially for two and three. Uh, one, one is just bad, except the fight at the end but it's like you don't start your entire movie with a you know a dispute over a trade federation who wants to which wants who wants to watch that movie which is super funny because my complaints about the prequels are my complaint my the opposite of my complaints about the um the sequels the prequels have too much like trade federation talk and the sequels do not do enough political stuff like it's how did we get from the fall of the empire to the first order i need to know the political socio-economic reasons how this came about but meanwhile i'm watching the prequels being like just get to the jedi fighting (laughs) (laughs) please kill somebody what is happening like i understand my own hypocrisy within in those i i get it i know we all do it i I had a, I remember I, I saw I saw the third Star Wars movie uh, and uh, sorry the third prequel uh, and my best friend who hates ev- I hate most things he hates everything uh, and he was just so angry and how this is the worst piece of crap ever blah, blah 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 and I was mad I was like I still had a good time and I was like you know what I'm really glad I didn't sit next to you in the movie theater because I had a good time sure yeah. and then he kind of went on about how Anakin's such a bad actor I was like yeah have you seen Luke in New Hope Luke's really <laughs> bad in that movie. He yeah. has bad lines, and he's really bad in that movie. Now, does he get better? <clears throat> Absolutely. Does the writing get better? Absolutely. Why? Because George Lucas didn't write it. It's very right. simple. Yeah. Uh, um, but enough about the prequels. Uh, I, uh, I well, one. I just I have to speak on you, and though I want to make a very bold statement, and that I think. First of all, there was this whole thing that Kathleen Kennedy said recently that she's like, it's been very clear that we can't cast other actors as like original characters. Like they can't go back and cast someone else as Han Solo. To that I say, this literally worked so well with Ewan and and um, uh, Brian, who is – and I'm having a Ooh, stroke. A, I'll, I'll quickly answer like, that. Alec Guinness. That is because, that is because oh. uh, Ewan McGregor – he literally embodied Alec Guinness. He embodied him. And the solo movie, first of all, it's not his fault. I, I don't know the actor. I don't know the actor. Alden Einrich. Yeah. It's not his He's fault. He's very good in that movie. Right. Right. The problem with that movie is they changed directors and changed script. And it was oh, a yeah. disjointed. And for more like, on this, listen to our solo recap pod. Because right, we talk exactly, about this. Exactly. Yes. No, no, no. But yes. well, don't worry. We, yeah. <laughs> right. The, but, but so, but. 
it can absolutely work with, yeah. with the right actor and the right team. And, and, and it was like, uh, uh, Ewan McGregor was like, I am going to embody Alec Guinness. I'm going to talk like him. I'm going to gesture like him. My, I'm going to make facial expressions like him. Like his, his oral posture is the same as Alec Guinness. Like that's what you have to do to successfully cast someone else in a very famous role. That's what you have to do. Yes. And I totally agree. And I, and I, I honestly think that he is, Ewan isn't, Ewan, first of all, Ewan looks incredible. Ewan, um, I would venture to say that I can't think of a single other character in any like legacy story movie who returns to a role after so long and is that and looks better than they did when they even started. Absolutely. He looks fantastic. I can't name a single one. They're either much, much older and they don't do it so well. I, I, I can't think of one. I think he's like the greatest coming back to a role of anyone that's been in anything in the Man, entire and world. He, he must go through some shit in the next nine years because he, he deteriorates yeah, pretty he quickly. Gets, he gets a little he gets gray. A, <laughs> a lot gray. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about this third episode. We sure. sort of just like to go you know, semi in order through the episode. So, but all thoughts, um, I want to hear, let's first did, obviously I think we all three loved this episode. I mean, I love everything T if you're going to learn this, Brian likes a lot of things, but also will be critical. I love literally everything. It's wild. If I don't, um, I, of course, and you hate hate everything. So this is perfect. Most things. Yeah. This is like a green light, a yellow light and a red light. This is amazing. Exactly. It's great. It's great. Um, so yeah, I of course love this episode, Brian. Uh, I mean, I, I was like, I was like vibrating uh, off my couch with this episode, Brian. Oh yeah. I loved it. I love all of these. This one happened. There's something specific about this episode that I think is just like, we'll get into it. There's the end of this episode. There's something very specific about the end of this episode that truly made me fall in love with it. And when we get to that part, I'll get to it. But I, I loved this episode um, uh, very much so for, for many different reasons. It's slow in places, but like the end makes up for everything else that's a little slow. And T, you love this episode. I Finally. love it. I only had one moment where I was like, yeah, but why did that happen? That's uh, okay. Okay. I had one moment. I had one moment. I'll talk about that because it's at the very end. I had one, I had one little what I call a T Scott moment where I get mad at something that no one else cares. about. <laughs> no, it's probably not true. It's just that no, some no. people it hits I, harder. <laughs> I wait, I watch shows like this and find those moments and then like defend them to myself. So I'm sure <laughs> right. I watched it. And then, and I, I'm very happy to see you what like devil's saying. advocated yeah. it for yourself. A hundred percent. Literally. I'm like, well, it's because he wanted X, Y, and Z. And like, we'll get there in another episode as opposed to, yeah, I, I totally understand. Okay, so we start this episode, how else, with a call out to Qui-Gon. You guys, we're getting Liam Neeson, right? Yeah, 100%. We we have to. Yoda told him, hey, you know, uh, uh, Qui-Gon's working on the afterlife stuff because that's that Jedi power. In my mind, that Jedi power did not exist, and Qui-Gon figured it out, and that is why uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda were able to do it because of Qui-Gon. That's what I feel like. There is a Clone Wars episode yep. where okay. where uh, Yoda learns how to do it. Qui Gon tells him kind of where and, and Liam Neeson's voice is you. It, he signed, he did the voiceover is, for it. Liam Neeson comes back in in Clone Wars, and Yoda learns how to kind of do it himself. So that connects directly to Revenge of the Sith when he says like, "Hey, we've learned this." Um, 
And they also just announced him for Tales of the Jedi. Um, you, um, Liam Neeson's coming back to voice Qui-Gon in Tales of the Jedi. So, like, n- he's done it before. It's an easy paycheck. He's 100% coming back. And Especially if you can see his I face. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just got goosebumps. I can't wait. I know. It's going to happen. Cool. At, I just don't know if it's going to be the heat of battle or if it's going to be, like, when a lesson is learned toward the end. No, I, my guess is that <laughs> – my guess is that – this is my guess. We're we're in the middle of the series. This this is the halfway point. Um, Obi Wan is at his lowest low. This Ugh. is like the end of Empire Strikes Back, where we're halfway through everything. Like you lose, you just lost. And so I think that Qui Gon is going to come to him and like give him a Jedi pep talk. Yeah, that's my guess. I, I think I agree with this. Um, okay, so then we get into Vader. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Just looking real healthy in the oh, back, yeah. duh. I mean, uh, again, when we <laughs> see the eyes open last episode, I was like, wow, already? Like, anything is on the table now. And, I, cool. and, and I, it's wild. I, I just want – so I did this because I'm a nerd. I re, after watching this episode, I re-watched all of the Obi-Wan trailers. Uh. Um. Uh, we there are only two frames that we have not yet. He's seen. like, this so, is a level I so the, do not the know next about. Three episodes, literally, we, we there. There's one shot, a different angle of um, something going into the Inquisitor's headquarters, and there's one shot of Reva doing like a fancy trick with her lightsaber. Everything else we have seen. So Thank like God. literally, these three episodes are like, who we can, we there's no clues. Yeah, love it. Um, yeah, I just didn't expect to see Vader this early, and then we get this, and I I freaking loved it. My biggest question is, like, you're using Hayden Christensen. If he's going to be in the suit the whole time, why do you need Hayden Christensen? It we doesn't feel like— in this episode. That's what I'm saying. We finally are seeing kind of why, and it's, like, to show— to show the last, you know, the, the state he was in sort of in the last remembrances that Obi-Wan has of him, which I loved and did not expect— to get, oh, it's going to be, like, visions. Like, it's so cool. Um, okay, so, and then we're in Mustafar, and we have the chat with Reva and Vader. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm with I'm with you, T, that it's been a little one-dimensional. I just think that it's so obviously one-dimensional. And also, we do think that it is that me and Brian subscribe to the fact that Reva is that little youngling in the very first scene uh, when Order 66 uh, kicks off. Like, that she's literally- one of... The younglings, yeah, yeah. That first shot of the first episode like pans into the 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 um, the younglings training, and the first one is this young black woman, uh, young black girl. Like I subscribe to the fact that she was a youngling. Um, her her teacher was killed, and then Obi Wan sends out the message: "Do not come to the Jedi Temple. Everyone go away." So nobody came for her because in the second episode, when she is talking to people, she says, "The Jedi have failed you. The Jedi have left you alone to die." And like, I, and then she touches the um, Jedi um, insignia in the hideaway in this one, like in a weird longing manner. So I agree with you, um, T. I think that. This show is not giving her layers because they don't want to show their hand too early. They're like, I hope you're right. I hope uh, we're giving them credit for this. I I hope that we're right. But me too. But that doesn't mean that you can't create some sort of bigger mystery. I just feel like 
uh, Disney and Lucasfilm or whatever, people have been so good at guessing things like as fans as, and like, I just think that they're really holding everything as close as they can, even though like we have our theories, obviously who knows. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that it's very one note. I'm, I'm wondering if that's on purpose that, but yet it's less interesting or not on purpose. And like, uh Oh yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts T? you? Do you think that there's, do you have any theories that you think that, that perhaps there's a reason that she's privy to this information that he's Anakin, that she gets to talk directly to Vader, and yet the other Inquisitors don't, don't you know, we've heard of her being referred to as found in the gutter. I'm just so curious, like, what... She wants to be in favor with Vader. She wants to prove herself. She also really wants to get back at Obi-Wan, probably for abandoning her, is my guess. Right. I mean, I, mean, I think it's spot on. I thought she was a Jedi who... Uh, that's who I thought she was immediately. Uh, um... Yeah, my main issue with that whole thing, uh, I'm going to beat a dead horse just talking about this. There are other ways to have it. It doesn't make sense for her to piss off everybody. Like, she's pissing off everybody in her own order. It doesn't, like, she she seems to be the character, not the actress. Uh, 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 She seems to be just not very tactical, like, at all that's fair like her bosses hate her no i'm i'm good for lord vader and it's like if everybody around that it, it doesn't seem like a sound strategy like a real like what like what would you actually if you were a jedi and you hated the jedi and then you joined this group how would you act um so i i would love to see her anger a little more subdued a little more like like, oh, you're not really sure what's going to happen. And then it's like, no, I'm angry and evil and I just killed you. Not, oh, look at me. I'm so angry. I'm now I'm going to kill you. Of course I killed you because I'm so angry. Um, For but, sure. But, was that, but. Was that your Anakin impression too? <laughs> no, that's just my voice when I'm like, everything's <laughs> on this way. Okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but poor yeah. oh. Poor Anakin. Poor Hayden. He didn't have a chance. Oh, poor but he, look, he's happy to be here right now, and he's loving this, and he's sure getting a it. second chance, and he's coming back to this a new man, and he's had a lot of time to heal, and I think he's going to come out this looking really good. Um, so, okay. So the Grand Inquisitor, T, just so you know, the Grand Inquisitor we do see in Rebels much later in life. So whether or not this is the same Grand Inquisitor, the fact that they are not addressing him in this episode as – we were all like, Rupert Friend is a great actor. He signed on to like die in like two seconds. He did all of this prosthetic, like sat in the makeup right. chair since 3 a.m. for like two seconds. And the Inquisitor from Rebels looks the same. It's the same race. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Same, so same thing. Okay. So we think that he's just going to get like a part, like get modded and like he'll be back. Maybe it'll be um, something that's threatened. And then like Reva will be like, I thought it was going to be me. And he'll, and Vader will like, Say, haha, JK, I brought him back. So it's weird that they don't address it in this episode, but I don't think he's dead. Um, I think this will not be the last we see of him. Um, this is the first time we've seen live action um, Inquisitor headquarters. Yes, which on that note, I really, there are a lot of things to say about the newest trilogy. Uh, most of not, not too great, but um, I like that they are trying this, that Inquisitorial uh, headquarters obelisk thing feels of a piece with the where palpy is in um la rise of skywalker so it seems like it's in the right world so i appreciate the continuity of the look and that's featured in jedi uh fallen order 
Ah, right. Yes, mm-hmm. the video games, which, which I did not play. Because they just announced the sequel to it. Right, and we may that see some characters. So yeah, yeah, you played it? Oh, yeah. I'm a gamer. Oh, okay. I have the uh, the other one, not Fallen Order. Uh, Rise of the Republic or something? Is that the Knights one of the New Republic. Oh, Got yeah. That's but I haven't everybody started. got mad at because it was like pay to play, right? And they had to change their system. Oh, is I that? Think, I think so. Oh God. Oh, Fallen Order is the is the Dark Souls type game, right? That sounds right. With you Calistus. die, and you, 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 you it's very difficult. You die and you get reborn right where you had last saved. Oh, I've oh, never played Fallen Order. I don't know. Oh wow. Um, I hear it's I've, a great game, and the I've characters only watched, are canon. Uh, play playthroughs for plot um, purposes. Okay, and so now we're with uh, Obi-Wan, and he's fixing Lola, and there's that, I thought, a beautiful moment. Um, I, I don't know, I just, I love the complete joy that he sees when he fixes Lola, because he's like, okay, I actually well, did this for someone. It's not Luke, but like, oh my god, I broke, I fixed something that, that I didn't break. I finally didn't break something, even if it's not for Luke. So something that I think this episode in particular does very well is the juxtaposition of the big versus the small um, and the evil versus hope. So you have these huge contrasts in this episode. You have this huge obelisk-like headquarters, like super high-tech, like this like sleek look for where the Inquisitors are, you know, juxtaposed to this empty mining planet that like there's nothing there and like this small mining town just like so you have that juxtaposition to show this empire this mustafar this you know um i love how you say mustafar i know i know it's like a Uh, mufasa meets mustafar yeah mufasa and (laughs) say it again mufasa um so you have that versus that but then you also have leia literally hope and luke hope especially leia hope because as we know her as you know as she literally is like help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope versus the vader of it all the evil what he thought was hope that is now not hope that juxtaposition between the two things especially in those moments that he has with her whether it's on the um ship going to um the mining planet or whether it is you know with zach braff on the uh on the um the the mining car uh you know transport talking about like mothers and fathers and family like it's just it's it's a very it's a very this episode specifically is a little bit more well-rounded with thematic elements and the juxtaposition of the two things and i i i definitely love that especially about these these uh, the the first two thirds of this episode yeah, I think it's it's I love that there's also this overwhelming theme that's like the one thing driving him forward is also his like singest, single greatest regret. Um and I and I think there's just a lot of light and dark in this episode. The lights on, the eyes closed, all of that just uh and I love that he was there when Luke opened his eyes sort of for the first time and like stepped out into the world and now he's uh you know, he's there with Leia. I don't know, it's cool. Um thoughts T on the oh no, yeah go on brian sorry what? just one last thing in return in return of the jedi leia makes that comment or like i can almost remember her face or whatever about oh god mother. we forget that happened yeah i mean and they try to make up for that in Render the sith where like like she has like her, her skin to skin moment for like a second before she dies of uh she doesn't have the will to live anymore yeah good writing um yeah. but um uh i don't know there's something that like you know when you're young and you you don't necessarily remember something, but you create it based on pictures and stories you've heard. Sure. I I, I believe that like this young precocious, um, like who has the force flowing through her, 
potentially puts things together to have a feeling not necessarily like an actual like like tangible memory but like a feeling memory a sense memory of that moment and that moment with obi-wan um kind of i don't know didn't fix anything but definitely like added some nice pieces to that but um yeah but we'll get there i'll step away for a second no i love i love that they chose leia in fact for me it makes perfect sense that leia would be the driving part of the story because at the beginning of new hope it's help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope she knows him as obi-wan kenobi not as ben clearly he's ben he's hiding out Mm -hmm. she knew his identity so i i think it made perfect sense that it explained why leia knew that there was still a jedi alive uh you know especially when they're all being hunted down by the empire Mm -hmm. absolutely and i and i i really think it's so cool we just didn't get to see it, it Lucas didn't know at the beginning, so we didn't get to see her use the Force at all. And I think this is a really cool way. That's part of the reason I love Rebels and I love seeing all this expanded universe stuff is because – and Grogu, like you're seeing the Force used in different ways. And I love this being her her Forcey thing that she – because I buy it from the later movies and it makes sense and it's just really – really cool and makes her you know wiser than her years so i yeah i love that i think you know we get like the mary poppinsy stuff and the newest stuff but and like that one training sequence and it's just not it's not good enough so i i really love this um a lot uh so yeah i i just love seeing you and react to to as obi-wan react to these kinds of things um his his like stillness in this show he the dialogue isn't always even there you're just watching him and i have no issues with that i love it so i just his reactions are like what i'm I'm, of course i'm putting things on him uh because i want them to be there but uh yeah i just i just loved that that scene and i loved like the the hints of him almost he wasn't looking to train her he's not you know like he is with luke and yet here he is giving her this sort of really beautiful advice you know what does the force feel like i don't know i really loved that i'm i'm such i'm such i'm such an easy mark (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so so then i I also love the the somber approach to talking we have that whole bit out in the desert like when he's walking with her and like talking about sort of what lands like flourished before the empire i thought that was really cool um so what did you guys think of the first uh little uh hayden cameo the one that's not in like back to water thoughts, feelings when we see Anakin T you go first. Oh, Oh, oh amazing. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Everything, everything you wanted. I, I, I want Anakin. I want Hayden to have a shot at, you know, being adored and liked. Uh, it was very difficult for Hayden because when they took off the mask in uh, return of the Jedi, they then cast this pretty tall blonde dude who looked nothing like whatever the guy who took off the mask. You know what I mean? And so it just kind of changed, like, what does Anakin look like? But I guess it makes sense because he did look more like Luke. So I guess that I guess the mistake was when they, you know, had that old guy take his head off. But I guess when you're really old, you look kind of weird anyway. But anyway. I know. Um, uh no, it was it was great. The fact that the fact that we get like like Obi-Wan versus Vader. And I felt, I'm sitting there going, God, Obi-Wan, have you just not done anything? You're just so weak. You're so weak. And oh my God. And I was like, oh man, how are you getting, you're screwed, man. That's what uh, I thought. I was like, how are you yeah. going to fight now? You yeah, don't have a good arm. Fight. You don't, you're not good right now. Yeah. We need Grogu to force heal him. Yeah. Um, um, 
so okay, so yeah, I thought that was amazing. I'm so I'm still so curious about like how they're connecting right now. I feel I had turned the subtitles off when I watched the second episode uh, last week because um, I wanted to see if he was saying Anakin or if he was force speaking Anakin when you see him say it and then you see Hayden's eyes open up in the tank because I want I want them to be like the the knowledge that he now feels is so strong and and pivotal that it's like connecting and I feel like that's what's happening they're sensing each other right that's yes. the vision that's all of yeah, this yeah 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 it's 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 the reason I mean they why clearly he, sense each other in he's town going but the town yes he's going through a town and he's seeing where Obi-Wan just was he, well, he Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, that was the end of my, that oh. was the end of mine. Good. You're good. I don't, I expected more of those kind of moments with Hayden in like we're coming into this series and I loved it. And I, I, I think that, I don't know. You could definitely interpret it as of like, he used the force in that sequence at the end of episode two. And he's like starting to like put the pieces together to reconnect like as one thing. And like, but I can also see, like, now that he knows that Anakin's alive, these are no longer just dreams. He's now hallucinating him in places because we've only seen him have these dreams of him, um, you know, in the cave, the, the, you know, the edits from the prequels. And then you and then now we're actually seeing him in person. And maybe that is because he's reconnecting with the force more. Maybe that's just because, like, now that he knows he's alive, it's a more tangible um, hallucination and experience regardless of what you think like that moment was pretty powerful especially she sees him excuse me he sees him and then we're talking about like um you know are you my real father like like i always imagined my father stuff like that in that in that um in that ride um also another thing obi-wan you could wait 10 more minutes for yeah. someone to show up Dude, bro. slow your roll yeah like, like are you, you late could, yeah, like you're <laughs> like there's no time frame. Like wait li- literally wait 5 more minutes and like, you know, Martell will show up from Game of Thrones. Like you can exactly. like you can like slow your roll, bro. Well, and like I, I but I appreciated that there are so many times in this episode where he's like disillusioned in a good way where he's like, "Oh, there are more Jedi? Wait, you're you're giving your life to this cause? Why?" And like all these things yeah. like, "Oh, she, Leia, Leia was right. Like we should have just waited." someone did come someone didn't lie like i i i appreciated it for that but i do i am like obi-wan come on wait five seconds no that is really interesting because like he's a character we know who has a tremendous amount of patience um he is a character who truly trusts his gut and like he and i think that's a good way of showing him being disconnected to the force so disconnected and so down that's a you know i didn't even think about that and like those moments those specific examples you just listed like are spectacular i just got goosebumps that's so that's such that's so true uh yeah so i i think i think that all of this to say um just to to this is what i'm hoping the arc is you know we know obviously literally what the arc will shape to be but i'm mm-hmm. i'm assuming these are the beats that we're going to get he lives in this t uh, brian and i were talking this earlier like he lives in this you know penitent you know he, he's living this like very like modest monk-like existence i think as penance for what he thinks he's done but we know that he ends up living in an okay place with some nice chests and you know he where he takes luke later so he will forgive himself it feels like at some point so i'm 
guessing that like we're witnessing just the lowest of the low and maybe eventually some of that will be lifted, I think is, you know, what you would hope. We would hope. We would have a new hope. Getting one Obi Wan miniseries, six episodes, and done. It's like a big long movie. Yeah. As of right now, but this is also the most watched thing on Disney Plus of all time, and everyone had a really fun time making it. So, like, you know, hold don't hold your breath. And they got a lot of time. They could fill in. There's so much. Yes, there's so much good runway there. Um, Yeah, I I just think that's great. I. Um, yeah, so then, then we see the inquisitorial staff, uh, inquisitorial staff, the, the headquarters. Yep, um, I love it. Yeah, the, the staff, staff room. The staff, the staff room, room, the break room. Um, you'll get what you deserve. You know, I hope so. I certainly hope so. Again, Reva, what do you want? We really need to know. Oh, um, my fiance yeah. and I also were saying like, uh, we hate, we know it's an exposition tool. We know it's an emotional tool. We hate when people mutter under their breaths, like, uh, yeah, I want, I want this. This is. I, want. Yeah. I forget what she yeah. says, but like, just like she's like, like, I hope so. I certainly. Oh yeah, hope so. I hope so. I certainly hope so. And they, and every time she talks to the fifth brother or someone else, the the dialogue is them getting so close to like revealing, like they're basically saying, like I know where you came from. It's this specific place, but I'm not going to talk about it in this scene because we'll reveal it in episode five. Yes, like it's very clear that these are the kinds of conversations that are happening. Yes, for and sure. I eat it up. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad that scene was short. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, just show us Aiden. Um, so, okay. So, yeah, then we get this beautiful scene. I mean, scary, tense scene, but the one on the, like, the transporter uh, truck thing. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, uh, first of all, Stormtroopers, like, okay, wildly observant, but, um, you know, it. I just, I thought it so was a- this- yeah, the scene was great. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, tell it, me about what you thought the, about the scene. The scene That's what I wanted great, to know. And I'm and I'm wondering if I'm okay with it because here's why. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that was a really cool scene. And then and then I'm I'm just kind of I literally just saw this I minutes know. ago, and I'm thinking back now. I'm like, man, those stormtroopers were kind of on it. They were really, they were like on top of their shit, and they didn't have like the yellow stripe. And they had different voices when I thought that they were still all clones. And also, Obi-Wan chose not to use the mind trick, which works really well on Stormtroopers. Maybe he doesn't know that yet. Maybe. Maybe. And also, he's disconnected from the Force. I think that's why, yeah. Maybe his Jedi mind trick powers are not very good right now. So maybe that's why. Okay. I can accept I think he doesn't want to to use it. Right. At every every turn, he's not using his lightsaber. He's always using the blaster. He's fighting people. I really just think... Uncivilized. He's just like... He's just like truly trying to stay under the radar, even though people already know he's out there. Right. That's my guess. And in terms of clones to the, um, yeah, the, the, again, Clone Wars. Um, yeah, the, these are now the new stormtroopers that are all different. The clones obviously are mostly gone by the wayside and of course have the chip in them. But, and that was why we loved that scene with Tamora Morrison in the uh, second episode where he sees a member of, um, of Anakin, of his original troop, which, you know, if you saw Clone Wars, um, but like to see the change that the Empire has now done. And we still don't know. We we know that it was cheaper and we know that you could control, You were they were losing control sort of of the clones, but we 
still, hopefully in this next season of The Bad Bitch, where we don't know what that transition really was from clones to stormtroopers. Also, in the Andor trailer, there are clone troopers um in in the so i'm i'm what the 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 we're still trying to figure out the timeline of like how and when and why they transitioned over that's still kind went. of in the works yeah 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 cool. um but what do you guys think of the scene about padme and about obi-wan's backstory um great it was lovely yeah so i thought so too it's fascinating for multiple reasons one there was a clock cut subplot in the prequels where there was a love triangle between Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Padme, which is fascinating. Ooh. And so oh. this kind of like when he's like, oh, I, I understand that when he says like, I, you know, I wish I was your father is more of a like, um, you're amazing. I'd be very proud of you, like talk, as opposed to like, I was in love with your mother, which like is not what the prequels try to present at all. Um, however, if you watch the prequels, I've done it. If you watch the prequels thinking that Padme and Obi-Wan are having an affair on the side, they are way more fascinating to watch like off screen. Uh, Um, So that's one piece of it. The second thing is that George Lucas originally was going to have another reveal in uh, the return of the Jedi where Owen Lars was actually um, Obi-Wan's brother. Um, (gasps) But that never that that was just an idea that never came into it. Oh. So an anic so a, a, a so that brother comment is just like this like little Easter egg, I guess. That's an Easter egg for that. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, love it. But uh, yeah, I loved I loved it. I I I also no. thought. Oh yeah, go on, Brian. Sorry. Oh no, I just I I I, I have such fond feelings for. Uh, Natalie Portman and Padme in the original, even though she is a little, again, not her fault. Um, Poorly written. Right. Poorly written, one dimensional, not, um, not great Bob. Um, But uh, her, her interactions with Obi-Wan in those movies were always some of my favorite like things. And also, also seeing her in Clone Wars be more interesting um, was always good. Um, But uh, I don't know. It's just like it's really sad because then he talks about how he was pulled away from his family and like honestly like and then it makes you think that like also there's a moment later where that that's a little Easter eggy. Um, There's also this like his relationship with Satine in the Clone Wars stuff like that like he did find someone and then like Maul executed her in front of him for his own pain. Like we just remember he's been through a lot. He doesn't have family. His only family that he had, he turned to the dark side and the other member of his family, like he's trying to get in contact with through the force. And like he, all he has right now is Luke and this little girl. And like, it's just so fucking heartbreaking. So he can't just be open and honest with her about like, like your mother was Padme, one of the greatest senators of all time. Like he can't just, it's so Ugh. sad and we know he doesn't because we know that she doesn't know like it's just, yeah it's, it's so wild. sad he can't be like oh Ugh. your dad's the worst person ever i like, know oh it's so sad um yeah I, yeah i totally agree and they both have brothers that they don't even know that they have or may have um oh, yeah, yeah I, I, like, we also get better black up uh, t one of my nitpicks from the first two episodes is that a horrendous display with a blaster from Obi-Wan on the rooftop. Like, what? You cannot take better shots than that. Thankfully, maybe he was just warming up. because he got, he this got a lot better. <laughs> yeah. 
Because I was going to have some big problems if we were going to have to see oh. some bad blasters from him. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, can we also talk about one of the more gruesome moments in the Star Wars canon? Hell yeah, uh, we can. The Wilhelm screen into being cut in half by a laser fence. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus, letting it in. Yeah. I was like, oh. Oh. Yeah, that was great. Um, okay. So then, yeah, we're in the town and we... Uh, the you know the like the onboarder droid the Ned B. Um, we learn that there are safe houses. We get Tala. We think she's going to be this horrible Imperial officer because spoilers for other movies and for other shows like they usually are horrible people. But <laughs> she's not. She's from Game of Thrones and she's here and she's probably friends with Mando, Pedro Pascal. Um, so yeah, pl- uh, Tala played by Indira Varma um, loved this whole thing. So what are your thoughts and feelings, both of you, about? this whole safe house scene. Uh, we get the Quinlan Easter egg, which is yes. could have a lot of repercussions uh, or implications, awesome. I should say. Uh, this could mean a lot of different things, which we can talk about. But what do you guys think of this whole bit here? Uh, I thought, first of all, I was just so happy to see her. She is a fantastic actress. Uh, by that point, when, when that happened, I'm like, all right, I'm on the ride. Yeah. Okay, this is cool. All right, I'm on the ride. <laughs> That was before we get to the end end, but like sure. by that point in the episode, I was like, all right, I can forgive, I can forgive walking around the corner when you could have just <laughs> dropped down to the ground. I can forgive that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm good now. Yeah. Brian? Um, I love that sequence for multiple reasons. I think script wise, it's very smart that she's nice to that droid and that has repercussions later on. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that, um, uh, when they're first of all, I am like up against the TV looking at all the names on the walls. I know. Like, like one good thing. Listen, I, 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 I didn't want to be this way, but every time in a TV show now that has legacy characters and they're just like, oh, there's a pilot waiting for us, or like, you're going to meet someone on this planet, I'm just like, is it going to be someone we know already? Like, I do. Yes. Like, that's just how I think now, unfortunately. Disney has trained me to do that. Which um, T probably doesn't think because he hasn't been soiled by all of these, these side off, offshoot things. You're probably like, who are these people? This is awesome. So yeah, I don't know you're is, lucky cool. in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I did love the Quinlan Voss reference. Um, that was the people that like, have been talking about him, like in terms of like him being alive and surviving the purge. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, listening, Quinlan Voss was a Jedi. He's featured in Clone Wars and some video games. Um, he was like a rebellious Jedi who turned to the dark side, but actually came back to the Jedi order. Um, uh, He's mentioned so- in Sith. One line. Yeah, uh-huh. Master and, Boss uh, has moved the troops. Yes. Um uh but uh yeah, so we have that. I love that Wait. whole sequence back there. Just Sorry. on him, the the implications that I'm thinking is that from Clone Wars, he helped save younglings, and in this story he's helped save younglings. Could he be part of Grogu's journey to safety? Interesting. You and get us into see. Mandalorian stuff. Man, they just won't get lit up with the Order sixty six stuff. Well, and but. he says, and he says the way, and you cut in the closed captions. I heard that too. Yes. Yes, we yeah. all watch the closed close captions. T, um, because yeah. we're old, but also we care so much. Um, it capitalized the way, and he was with Satine. He knows the implications of the way for yes. Mandalore. So, like, this does not feel accidental or lazy writing. Like, this is purposeful, right? 
Yeah, when he said that, I, I don't even know who he is, but I was immediately like, oh, we're definitely going to see this Jedi. <laughs> yeah. This... Oh, this guy's definitely going to be in Mandalorian. Okay, yeah, and cool, have right implications on. right in the wider yeah. universe. Totally, right, totally. Okay, sorry, Brian, I interrupted you. No, I, I was going to mention, like, when when he sees the way thing and then, like, uh, all I could think about was his t- was Obi-Wan's time on Mandalore, falling in love with Satine, and, like like, that moment, like... Whether whether I have it imprinted on me, whether Ewan McGregor was using that as a moment for that, but um, I just really, I just dug that. I I dug, um, I'm just like, I'm fascinated by this stuff. As is Dave Filoni, obviously, because he keeps including Order sixty six and like the the destruction of a religious group, of a way of life, of a like of a. a, a a structural system of government like yeah it's just fascinating to me and like all this like underground railroad type stuff for for jedi and whatnot is like really fascinating i love that she's helping him um i like that i like that we're learning a lot of things about obi-wan through his relationship with leia she keeps asking the questions that we are also interested in and he's half ass ass answering them um, because he can't reveal too much, but he also feels a, a, a connection with this child. Um, yeah, she's a great so, plot device. <laughs> she, amazing plot device. So I, I'm really digging that. I think what's her name? Tala is the character. Tala. Yeah. Um, I, I just like 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 T said. I just like really like watching her work. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I love that whole sequence, and it was obviously very tense. I really liked, and I, I love all the droid stuff. That, yeah, like, I love I love that beat where she where he's like where he's sort of still thinking about her risking everything and like that this is all going on and he like didn't even know and he thought that there was like no hope left and he told everyone to hide and it's over and we lost and then she's like you know I would never have thought like Obi-Wan and he's like uh, it's, it's just been uh you know I'm just been this these days like he is caught off guard that's a great beat from from you and McGregor like he's just he he's he almost responds automatically like he's like don't call me that like I, I I'm he's also- I'm not there's a deep embarrassment. Yeah, like, exactly. People, people don't know how involved he was with the fall of the Republic and, and no. he didn't even know it. And it's just like a wildly deep embarrassment that these people are fighting for something that he couldn't hold up on his own. And how is he going to redeem himself by helping like fix something that he broke? It's like wildly sad in those moments. I know. It's so dark and I love it. And it was supposed to even be darker apparently and Disney like pulled back and rewrote so much and I'm so curious what those scripts were like. But yeah. So, okay. So we've made it. We've made it to the village, the villagers. We've made it. (laughs) I can't do it. Um, So I just, I don't know. T, um, you you can start at when we first see him all the way to the end. You can yeah, take it, it bit was, by bit. What what are your thoughts? Was, no, it was exhilarating. I I was happy to see super evil Darth Vader because uh, obviously our last memory of Darth Vader he was not being as evil as he normally was. Because after 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 Empire, uh, uh, you know he he was just much more a much more dignified bad guy. Obviously, a lot going on behind the scenes. This was obviously a younger, more evil Vader. Let's just kill any and everybody, and it was scary. And it was, it was, it was horrifying. It was also horrifying to watch Obi Wan like watch. Now Ugh. he's seeing his his work. He's mm. seeing his, his red failure, saber, like his full red, killing everybody. Oh, 
Because his saber is still green or blue in Mustafar in the battle, right? It hasn't even, he hasn't bled that crystal until the comics, which I read that run. So even just to see the red, he's like, oh, it's, it's full now. Like, yeah. It's done. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. And we saw a little glimpse of Violent Vader in Rogue One. Um, yes. Yep. But yes, you're other than that, like that. And then, of course, Steven Rebels and Clone Wars. But like, yeah, that was chilling and harrowing. I, I am unwell. I, I do also, love how clean Vader is, too. Like his it, yes. it's like shiny, shiny, right. clean Vader. And he's he can like move his right head now, now right? Like T, they've updated this. T, it's so funny you say that because when, when he's walking through the village and everything's dusty and his helmet is like perfectly shine, I'm literally thinking about the props people, the costume people with their Stanley Cup gloves, like putting <laughs> the like helmet on him and like like scrubbing it. And then the CGI team being like, there's a thumbprint, gotta scrape that. Like, like I just like imagine all, I literally thought about that in the moment. With like same brain amazing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but also there's so we see him kill that father and son it's like and he snaps his neck it's like wild but there's also a part of me that's just like he can sense obi-wan is there like he absolutely oh, yeah. can feel all of that so what's fascinating oh, yeah. to me is i also think vader is showing off like yeah, he's yeah. showing off in front of Obi-Wan. He's maybe even being worse than he typically would be to like, cause he knows it's going to borrow bother Obi-Wan because he says it even later on. Like you made me this way. Like yes, this, you, like you created this. So are we putting this on him or does hate, does this look, I think, first of all, I need to know if this is actually Hayden. I think it is doing the suit work. I know that Mando has multiples, but I think this really is Hayden. Does he have more mobility? It just feels more youthful. It feels, I, I feel like I'm getting actual mask acting the way that I get it from Mandalorian in the suit for the first time. Or am I, am I like just hoping for all of this? Like no. I see more of that Brian that you're talking about and he's literally covered head to toe in, in, in well, a I, plastic. I think it's a couple things. He's third at the, at the end of, uh, at the end, He's about like 25-ish at the end. The character of Anakin is around 25 at the end of Revenge of the Sith. So he's 35 here. Um, he's our age. Happy birthday. He's our yeah, age. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, and then he's 45 into like 50 when he dies um, in R R Return of the Jedi. So, so like, he is younger, yeah. He obviously is younger because that's how time works. But also, he, yeah, um, but also like you know, he's burned to death. The back to tank, like he's probably aging at a more rapid rate because of how deteriorated his body is. And I, again, I'm making this up like canon wise, but like the bottom line is that like, they had bodybuilders playing him for a long time who like walked in a certain like way. They have an actor, like a, like a true like trained actor, like who maybe does, who has been in the suit before doing this. Also they built the suit different, just like the Batman suits. Like every right. time we see he can Batman, move his head he can now, move right? a little bit more. Yeah. Like, the bottom line, it's costuming, but um, yeah, like even in, in what is it? In uh, a new hope was like a presence I haven't felt since. And he's just like, Turns around and like <laughs> walks entire body moves. Yeah, yeah. yeah like we're getting actual is. head turns now, which totally. is just mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, it's it's incredible. But I know he feels him for sure, and I think you're right. I think he's like showing off. I think it still looks like he's trying to show, like, check out what I've been what what I've been doing for the last ten years. Like, look at sure. me go. You didn't have any faith in me, and like, here I am. Um. Yeah. Even more so, 
the it almost looks like a comic strip. The, the I mean, in a good way, like the when they're actually fighting, he doesn't use the black. He of course doesn't use a saber because he's like a freaking padawan with this saber. Like he hasn't used it in so long. He goes for the blaster. Yeah. It's just it's it's chilling and awful and like he runs away. In oh my god! I know sequence, he runs away. It's just not the Obi Wan that we know. It's like against everything. Yeah, and he's up against young, sharp Vader, and yeah, and he's out of shape, so, man. This is the the best thing that this episode does is the choreography of the fight sequence because misty, misty, and all. What? All the mist and all. Oh, well, the, the, obviously the cinematography in terms of like like the red and the blue against the dark. And you really get to see these contrasts of like who these people are, who they were. Um, but I will say the choreography of the subdued kind of lackluster fight of A New Hope. Verse and then, but also taking some of the like the like over wild fighting in um, the um, prequels, like they really found a balance here where where Darth Vader, if Darth Vader wanted to kill Obi Wan, he he could have done it in a second, but he is holding back. He's fighting him with one arm, where Obi Wan is just like completely overmatched and overwhelmed and his hair is like falling in his face he's like a child but it's just like it felt vader was teasing him he was torturing him and then the sequence with the fire and all of that and 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 you know when he's in the when he throws him in the fire he just wants to torture him he doesn't want to kill him right now he literally just wants to make him suffer like he suffered which is like such a that is so sick but like, like <laughs> so and and the moment that I'm going to pre-guess for for T that he had a thing with is like the fire wouldn't have stopped uh, Darth Vader from just like walking over there and like taking them. And like, like maybe he has PTSD still. It's only been 10 years. Jesus. Let me speak to that just real quick. And Please. Did, I, did I get it? Did I nail my, it? Oh, you nailed it. On yes. the head. It was my problem. Look, look. So he sets the fire. He drags Obi-Wan into the fire. He then uses a force push to extinguish the fire. Mm -hmm. Everybody go get him. You know what I mean? And so the whole thing was, okay, so then she shoots. An explosion happens. More fire. Well, he could just do another force push and get rid of that fire. Totally. (laughs) But if we're going to go, if you're going to convince me that he let him get away. Yes. 100%. 100%. Might, I'm, I might be okay with that. Because I, I don't I think might, he's done with him. Right. I might get on that. It's ride. too boring if he loses him now. Like, this is his whole, this has probably been his motivation the entire 10 years, just like Riva. So that's, that's my thought. I justified it in the way that if he, he wants to play to with his food, snap him for, exactly. He wants to play with his food. He wants Obi-Wan to know that he lost to see, feel the burns because Anakin Vader knows he's going to find him again. Like he's like, he's 100% going to like get another shot at it. And like, and I think he wants more of a rematch. He wants, he, he doesn't want this like wounded dog, like to fight. He wants more of like, he, he he i don't know it's kind of like he wants the challenge if that makes sense like like you want to earn it like 
how unsatisfying would it be to just like snap his neck and move on? Like, no, like this is a pain he's 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 dealt with for ten years. He doesn't he not only does he's, he hate Obi Wan, he hates the Jedi Order. Like as we see, like there's some stuff in Clone Wars where it's like Obi Wan faked his own death and no one told Anakin and he thought he was dead. And then Ahsoka leaves and he doesn't trust the Jedi anymore. Like all of this is pent up and he just wants to extinguish Obi Wan. He doesn't want to just like burn him alive and like move on with it like he wants to torture this man but also he's not over him yet he's still hate is close to love he loves him still which i think is the most exciting part because it shows that he has so much light still there but it is so torn he's so tormented and he's so misled but he's it's all that emotion is still right there and i just i know the arc so it sucks but like i want I just, I hope maybe we'll get a mini arc or something, but I just, uh, there's, he still loves them. Otherwise he wouldn't give a shit anymore. He'd be like, it's like you break up with someone, you won't stop talking about them. You're not over them yet. I, I do want to say it's amazing that we are so passionate about these arcs and these layered characters when like the prequels are emotionless. Like the prequels <laughs> are all plot and like very little emotion, but we've projected so much of like archetypes onto these characters that like we can, we can like, and, and now we have better actors or, or, or more seasoned actors kind of playing these parts. And it's just like, they're taking from the past and like, and we have these projections on them. It's, it's, I love it. I love it so, so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, I, so this is a, my opinion that I've voiced on this podcast before, but I don't love the James Earl Jones for some reason. Oh, you're a wild I far, man. I know. I, I don't know why. I don't, I don't like it. But I liked it for the first time in this because I don't know if someone talked to James Earl Jones. But he spoke no. more. I can believe that it's Hayden with a voice mechanism changing. And again, it doesn't have to be Hayden. But I can That's hear all, Anakin now. It's audio editing. They just raised yeah. the timbre of his voice. So it's – so. Right. I read that. Oh, it's oh! So J- it's really Hayden? No, it's James oh. Earl Jones, and they mi- and just like they mixed the Mark Hamill voices in Mandalorian, they mixed James Earl Jones's voice like with old recordings of him, and they're basically tweaking the emotion and like the like he like T said the timbre, the emotion. They're like they're 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 they're, they're digitally messing creating with it. it. Yeah. yeah, but it is new recordings from James Earl Jones. Because he's he's still with us, so he he is yes. So yeah. he didn't go in a studio to do anything, or he did? No, 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 no he, he did. He did. T, go for it. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, he did. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that you could tell. Oh, this th- this sounded more a youthful, uh, more of a youthful Vader. Well, yeah, that's very that's very easy audio editing. Uh, you can change the timbre of someone's voice. You can make a male sound like a female. You can make someone sound younger. You can do a million things with basic audio editing. And I'm sure that they're <coughs> layering on, uh, uh, you know, EQs of uh, of Hayden's voice. Saying to, the to, lines to, too. To make it, yeah. I don't know if they're using Hayden saying the lines. I don't think But to inform but yes. the editing. Okay. Yes. Cause, to inform because the editing to make it sound like a youthful Vader, not, you know, not the yes. same James Earl Jones. For me, it's yeah. that they're making that choice, which I am appreciative of, because yeah. in some of them, it's he has like a weird, like the it's a little affected. It sounds this one. I I think you're right. I think Hayden said lines, and they said that's a nice read, and they altered what they got with James, and they made it. But anyway, I like it. Was what I'm saying For the first time ever. I officially am okay with it now. I think it's because I know that they've got Anakin on set. I don't know. I don't know, but it's working for me now. Um. 
So yeah, I mean, incredible lines. What have you become? I am what you made me. The years have made you weak. Just the just the blue, that blue saber. Oh, and the red. And it's and just, just, it's in looked, the dark. He looked so... The thing I love, the scenes were like unsatisfying in a way because like the last remember of Obi-Wan is like, holding he just he looked like he didn't even know how to hold it anymore like it, he just like you and mcgregor just showed how uncomfortable and his skinny was and it's this shell shock of like is this anakin is this not anakin like he was just being beaten and like him giving up it, it is not fun to watch obi-wan give up when it's not in it's not to save luke and his friends or or yeah. whatever it is like it was very uncomfortable and and I, for the better i mean for like a, it was a it was a it was a good viewing experience because of how comfortable it was also i mentioned earlier like this is the halfway point like he is at his lowest um he he throws him in the fire which is wild there was a little part of me that was like oh is he gonna throw him in the fire and then he's gonna look older so we get he's <laughs> gonna gray his hair a little yeah. bit yeah but yeah Man. But I also, he doesn't have anything to fight for right now, Obi-Wan. He's like, you know what? Just take me. Like, I'm not doing a good job with, with Owen hates me. He won't let me near Luke. I'm I'm losing Leia on the side. I don't have any friends. I don't have any lovers. Like, well, he, it's like you're watching this man who's who's basically given up, but he's like one task and he's in this impossible position. And it's all, like, ah. Oh. Even on top of that, all of his other... Leia is gone and as he believes safe, like Luke is on this planet, like all of the, of his other responsibilities are completely subservient to his failure. The reason he has those purposes yeah. is because he failed this man in front of him. If you can even call him a man. So like, he's just overwhelmed. This is the first time you've seen him and he doesn't even see him. He's just so overwhelmed. And you can tell from Ewan's performance that like, he can't focus. The force is not with him. Like he's lucky that like he's lucky that Vader wants to play with his food. As you mentioned, like mm -hmm. it's really, really hard to watch. It's really dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then, yeah, we do see the moment, uh, with T's tattoo, uh, being touched by Riva. And again, Riva does touch it, right? Like it's an emotional beat for her. Yeah. Yeah. She, for, that, that was, that clearly to me was like, oh, she clearly is a Jedi. Okay. <laughs> Brian's showing us his pop collection oh, nice. for those of you at home. Nice. Oh, you know what? Let me speak to that real quick. You know why you and McGregor look so good in this show? I think it's his real hair. Yeah. And it was just so clearly, uh, yeah. not, uh, it was so clearly not his real hair in the prequels. It was just so clearly fake. It was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, the worst mullet in history. But like, yeah, yeah no, no, he looks fucking amazing. He looks he's, he's so, what a so hot. He's, hot. It's very distracting sometimes. So it's really is. distracting. Yeah. And I'm like, really, like, are like, do you have any company? It's just like, what a waste. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, yeah. So uh, Vader burns him. Tala helps. Loader gets him out. Yep, the he's badly burnt. How will he fight now? Will he get in shape? I mean, now this is the halfway point, and then Reva uh, approaches Leia. We see Leia run the other way. We'll see. Um, history repeats itself with this episode. But, like, what is next? What do we think is next? Um, it's just too much to be born. I don't know. We're, I mean, we've seen him use a lightsaber, kind of. We know that his lightsaber work in the future will be also a little lackluster, and then he will eventually be like, I will teach this lesson. 
and what happens to him, maybe he never gets in shape. I mean, I don't know. What do we all think? Are we going to have a Jedi training montage with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon? You need a montage. I mean, right. So what do we think is next? I think he is going to focus on more of the the extra powers, extrasensory Jedi powers. Uh, Because, I mean, even when he's fighting Vader, he made very clear, none of this matters. This battle... This doesn't matter. I've seen more. So I think that Obi-Wan will begin to focus on not so much, you know, being a badass lightsaber person, but using all the other force powers. Sure. I think that's that's really well put. Um, yeah. Well, it is, uh, you know, I also, I really want to really quickly want to shout out also the music. Um, I love the threads of like the iconic Star Wars themes woven into the soundtrack by composer um, Natalie Holt, who did Loki. Um, T, I don't know if you watched Loki or Marvel stuff. Loved but it. Yeah, it works so well. And then the moments where it cuts out and we hear, like, Vader's breathing as a bass, it's just it's just like this amazing marriage of, like, Star Wars, like, total mm-hmm. nostalgia and something new and different, which I think is, like, what the show is. Yep. So I think that's masterfully done, I must say. Yeah, I wonder... So, like... There's one side of me that's like, will Obi-Wan have to go to Dagobah and, like, have a moment with Yoda? Like, like, are there going to be things like that? Are we going to skip that entirely? Are we just going to have our Qui-Gon moments? Like, are we going to do some kind of a montage? Like, is Vader going to – because because in – in uh, in um, uh, blah, 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 blah. in A New Hope, when Vader boards the ship and she's like, I knew I smelled your foul stench or whatever it is, like – Will we? Will this be Leia's first introduction to Darth Vader? Like, will Reva bring her to him, and Obi Wan has to go? You know, just like little things like that. I, I don't okay. know. Right, and that's just like how. Then we get into like how much retconning are we okay with? I'm okay with all of it as long as we're all <laughs> on the same page. But like, but also, I'm having a lot of problems knowing the rec- knowing that he didn't even know in that first movie, like this yeah. in the second too, right? Or just the first? I always well, forget. he finds out he d- he never technically finds out that he had a no. Daughter, um, I guess. Lucas. When did Lucas decide? <laughs> oh, Lucas decided in the second one. I mean, because you have that special edition scene where he where where the Emperor tells um, Vader that. Uh, Lucas Anakin lived. Skywalker's son, right. um, in third person to set up the 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 twist. Yeah. So but also, I'm also wondering, like, um, like like the the the, I don't know, I don't know. Like I said, there's only two shots in the trailers we haven't seen, so like we're in for a whole world of wild wild. A whole ride. world of new, a whole world of what's gonna happen. T, do you think we're gonna see any more Leia, or do you think uh, that was we're getting the now we now we'll know why she reaches out to him in a, in a New Hope? Um, this was her experience with him, or do you think the rest of the show is gonna be with her rather than Luke? Uh. I feel like without a doubt, the rest of the show will be Leia now because now she's obviously captured and uh, uh, or, and, and now they're going to use Leia to get him. To, well, well Reva is going to use Leia to get because Reva wants to get rid of Obi-Wan. So uh, um, I, I think without a doubt, I, I don't think we're going to get a lot of Luke in this, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the whole thing it's going to be, it's going to be like, oh, focus on Leia. Oh, let me get back to Tatooine so I can look. Yeah, and that scene is beautiful when you see him just like look at him and see Anakin, and you know he sees Anakin. So even if that's all we get of Luke, that's fantastic. Um, Any more thoughts, feelings before we close out? Excited? 
I'm on the ride now. I really am. I'm so I, glad, I, T. I, I, I was, I was very, I was very. Last night, I was in a really sad mood. I was like, Ugh, <sighs> oh this no, is not, this is not going to get any better. It's because because when it got worse from episode one to episode two, I was like, oh no. But this episode was real special. It was real, real good. So yeah, I mean, I'm you're hope- getting, we're getting. Obi-Wan and Darth Vader on our screens again. And yeah, who would have thought Yeah, I, we I wasn't would. ready for that this episode. I really yeah. wasn't. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. We are, the, we are going out. <laughs> that's yeah. true. And then when it happened, it made sense. Like, oh, we're halfway through. But, like, I, for some reason, just, like, didn't think we would get it this soon. That's totally true. I thought true. this would be the finale. Like, and I'm glad it wasn't because now we could get more. And, and they're, it's not as precious anymore. Like, it's fair game. It's all fair right. game now. So I, I'm thinking Qui-Gon will be the precious at the end. But, yeah. um, you know, who knows? Um, I'm just so excited. And and this was supposed to be a movie. I don't know if you know, T. It was like it was up in the air if this was going to be a very long movie or if it was going to be a show. Um, I'm okay with the show because we get more time with characters. The budget is yeah, less. It. But, yep. yeah. Um, well, fabulous. So, T, uh, where can people find you? Um, on the socials? What are you up to? Find me. You can find me at uh, uh, at T Scott Ross. I'm on Instagram. I'm currently the resident director of Sid Norman's Poorhouse uh, on Norwegian Cruise Lines. It's a show that is currently on two ships. We're opening on the Prima this summer and the Escape this fall. So it's perfect time. What, it's kind of what I do now. I kind of stumbled into this job after the world ended, um, and so that's moved awesome. My, moved my family from New York to Florida, and I'm just. Teaching people some rock music in a in a dive hall, you know, rock bar. Well, you got to go to you got to go to Galaxy's Edge while you're if you're in Florida. Have you been? Right. Well, we took we took Leia to Epcot. So if we do Galaxy's Edge, I need to. It's kind of like I need to leave Leia with the babysitter so we could. My wife and I have a full. That's day true. Sure. Though you could do it with her, but that's true. Yeah, you need. Yeah, you need like a, a handler. Three, so it's, it's oh very, yeah, it's you're challenging. Right. She's wow. She's three. I, I, she's, three, I yeah. she's getting so old. Yes. Um, well, wonderful. Well, we're so happy to have you. Thank you so much. You're always Thanks welcome back. Me. Definitely. I can't wait to come back. And we really hope that maybe you'll try to, uh, watch rebels and Clone Wars. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, nerds, you should have killed me when you had the chance, but you didn't. So we hope you will join us next week with new special guests to discuss part four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And make sure to join us in the Nerdverse by following us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. Be sure to blast over and subscribe to the Nerdverse on Apple Podcasts or Spotify uh, and rate and review us there. As a small universe and a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the reviews are so important for us to grow. So thank you all so much for listening and keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, only when the eyes are closed can you truly see. Oh, man. So good. So many good lines. This episode, I just like, man, his helmet was so shiny. I can't get that out of my it head. It was really, it was like the most picturesque. Yeah. I was like, wow, he is pristine. And do you think it, the props were in the corner being like, look, like, yeah, look, look at that. Look, like, at that. look at, like, guys. I just, just love it because he wasn't so clean in the original and he's younger now. And so it's like clean before he gets all messed up. <clears> totally. Totally.